it's it's eight o'clock on Wednesday night, and this is Dr. Simcha and Nisim here in the studio on J Root Radio. Yes, okay, and we're here, and it's Erev Shavuot, and it's Shoshimah and we're getting ready for Kabbalat HaTorah and for cheesecake, <laughs> and you know what? That is something that I wanted to talk about. Well, just a point. How uh, wonderful! What are we ready? Yeah, we're ready. But how kind Hashem is to us that our holidays have such beautiful things with it. So, in other words, we get to eat delicious food. We get to enjoy things. It's it's about enjoyment. It's about appreciating everything that Hashem put in the world. And knowing that everything could be used to get close to Hashem. You know what? You go into a restaurant, cheesecake is a very indulgent dessert. People, like, they, they eat it and they, it's a delicacy. By us, it's Shavuot. Think of cheesecake, it's Shavuot. It's, it's, our, it's what we eat on the holiday when we get close to Hashem. We come out of Torah, it's purity. Everything has its place. So I think that that's just a thought that was popped into my head. Things pop into my head. How are you, Nisim? Baruch Hashem. You know what? I, I had uh, something. I know that it's Shavuot. I know that everything is, uh, you know, varied. But I had some topic very serious. I know that I, I maybe just we touch something slowly, you know, just slightly on this. And then we can continue or we can we start it with other stuff and we can do, do this. Well, I don't think the topic should be Shavuot or Jesus. No, no, the to- no, no. I definitely. want the topic to be more serious. Okay, I'm very, very serious, very topic. You know, now it's summer coming and uh, we are facing, you know, camps and all this. Any, anyway, I, I would like to go and this, this topic to go to the parents and the kids how to be aware about bad things that can be happen, you know, that this is your profession. Yeah. And I think that unfortunately I had something very, very disturbing this week and I really, uh, so I want you to get your professional point of view about uh, things that really can be happen and how you will prepare the kids, our kids, to be uh, a more strength, more strong and to, to uh, to be careful well, about the stuff. Well, my message to every kid, the most important thing that I think every child should know is that they need to be able to say to an adult if they are uncomfortable with something or if something is bothering them, they need to have an adult that they trust that they could say something to. And generally, generally, we can identify one or two adults in our lives that we could tell if something is uncomfortable. When I say uncomfortable, that means that if somebody, if if somebody, if it doesn't feel right, if it doesn't seem right, then that's uncomfortable for you. And the truth is that most of the time, kids are embarrassed, or kids are afraid, or kids think that. They'll be blamed for something, and they don't speak up. And also, adults, a lot of times powerful adults, that means someone who's, who's treating them inappropriately. Okay, of course, someone who, who, who has the inappropriate, inappropriate means not, not correct or not right. Um, 
if a person feels that there's somebody in their life that's making them feel that they are afraid or they're worried, then you have to know that you have to speak up and nothing will happen to you and nothing will happen to the, 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 nothing will happen to your reputation or anything. You need to be able to feel comfortable to speak up. The other thing is, if you see somebody that's not acting appropriately, you need to be able to talk also. But I, I don't know if this is something that kids are going to call up and talk about, but it's a message they need to hear. And when we say appropriate or inappropriate, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be private things. It's also someone who is mean to someone, a counselor that's being very mean to a kid. Or if a kid is feeling that he's being bullied or victimized by other kids, that they have to know that there's a zero tolerance. That means that we don't put up with it. And there's no school that I've ever encountered, no camp that I've ever encountered that's, that's really, really been able to stand up to the power of people or professionals that come and tell them that something is wrong. So you can't worry about it. But the thing is, you have to be able to speak to an adult and tell them what's going on. And it's very important, very important that adults knows what's going on. And if don't, don't feel the guilty. That's what I'm saying. Don't feel guilty. Don't think that you, it's you. It's somebody will tell you it's your fault. No, no, it's not your fault. It's nobody's fault. It's not, not no, I would say not nobody, nobody's fault, but something that you have to take upon yourself. And you know, doctor, we have some callers. So just, okay. okay. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? Okay, so give me two sentences. Tell me what's on your mind, Laser. I think in the summer is a time for 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 thinking everybody having the mold of Harris because I mean, the heat makes people nervous and makes people like um, be negative and I love your point. True. I love your point and I'm gonna I'm gonna expound on it. Thank you so much, Laser. You always and call also, up with good points. And also sneeze. Sneeze. Okay. That's the most important thing. You should look at sneeze stuff. Beautiful. Time in the summer, you should control your eyes. Okay, great. Thanks for the, thanks for the call. You. Okay, bye-bye. Hi, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Hi, how are you? Uh, my name is Marjorie. I would say I was bullied once, and then I was called by a kid that account. Really? So I, you, I want to repeat what you said because you're not, you're not coming in clear. You said you were bullied once? And I got the two that were bullying me got kicked out of camp. They got kicked out of camp. Okay. So I think that that's, that's sad for them, but it's good for you, and it's good for anybody else that they were bullying. Because the truth is, when a kid goes away to the summer and they're not with their parents, then the camp has to really take care of that kid. And if someone's bullying another kid, now do you feel safe in camp now that you know that they took you so seriously? Do you feel safe now that you know that they took you so seriously that they really, they, they really worried about what you said? Yeah. Okay, that's great. That's the way you should feel. And thank you for sharing your story, and I hope that never happens again. Thank you. Okay. Bye bye. This is this is a 
if someone bullies you or does something wrong and they get kicked out of camp, so a lot of times they're going to come to you, and I had this a few times, on their way out of camp, they say, you did this to me. You did this. You got me kicked out of camp. The answer is they did it to themselves. They got themselves kicked out of camp. You're not responsible for them getting kicked out of camp because you stopped them from doing something terrible. Their bullying is what got them kicked out of camp. And I've had so many times kids say, I don't want to tell because if I tell, the, the teacher's going to get fired or the kid's, the kid's going to get kicked out of school. Or, or You know what? That's very sad. It is sad. But someone else is going to have to help that person and not you. That's not your problem. And I'm not saying that, that it's, 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 it's that person's problem. And you, you, have to, you have to understand that. And you can't be worried. And you can't be worried about that. Anyways, hi, you're on the air. Me? Yeah, you. How are you? Good. What's on your mind? That, what, I was once also bullied in camp. But, like, I got into a fight with a kid when I was, like, four years old in a d- different day camp. Like, four years later, he... Oy. He... He still remembered it, and he bullied me, spoke to the director, and the director switched him out of, out of my bunk. Beautiful, beautiful. It's another good story. See, you're smart enough to speak to the director and to go to an authority, and the authority took care of it. And, that, and, and, and you know what? And now you know, and you're telling every other kid that it's worthwhile and, it, and it's the right thing to do to speak to an authority. And... What, did the did the kid bother you after that? No. No, because he learned his lesson, and I hope that he grew up to learn a lesson. And it's not a moisa. It's not a moisa. People telling you it's a moisa, moisa. It's not a moisa. No, it's not. It's not. It's sh- uh, if the the bully is shofech damim. Right. Yeah, you know, it's no question. And you want to know something? You know how many kids that I have that were themselves the bully, bully, and they say. That because someone stopped them, they became a mensch. Yeah. They got help. You know what? A lot of kids don't do it on purpose. They do it because they just that's their that's their nature. No, they, they want attention. Sometimes you know they they, they uh, no attention in the house, no attention in school, or feel they, they feel a little bit self, you know, very sel- uh, uh, low self esteem, and just they feel a big you know what they call chazak al chalashim. Right. Uh, I had, you know what? I I don't translate it. The 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 the, 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 the king of the mice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know something? I had a, I had a kid. I had a kid that was actually a, a very smart, very capable, very athletic, very good-looking, very 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 strong kid, and he automatically became a leader in the class. And without even realizing it, he was eliminating some kids and making some kids feel bad. So when I spoke to him and he realized it, so you know what this kid did? He ended up becoming the champion of the weak kids. So he would make sure that the weak kids got involved and he went from being a bully to being a hero. Because the truth is, you never know, but it can't be just tolerated. It can't be walked away from. That's impossible. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, how are you? 
Hi. Um, I I once had a friend that, that like, she she was having a friend. Like, we sometimes got into fights, but it didn't happen so often. But once she had another friend over, and she and and, and I, I don't know. I didn't see anything wrong. I was just talking to her. And then suddenly she just start, she just started yelling at me, Aye. and the friend didn't even know what was going on. I asked her afterwards, and she said she didn't know. She just started like yelling at me. I have I had no idea. How did you my, feel? My, uh, my sister still plays with her, but and my mother says that she, I shouldn't play with her anymore. So I don't know what really happened. Well, you know what? I think the first thing you might, you might want to ask her what happened. You know, I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. Like you know, say like you know, people do have bad days. You know, you need to ask her. Like you know. What what what? I mean, was she yelling something specific at you, or was she just like, you know, like? I I, I don't know. She started. She said. She said. Uh, I, I don't know. She said I was annoying her or something. I didn't. I, I didn't know. She didn't even show any sign of it. It was just one minute. She seemed like my friend, and next minute she was she was she she was fighting with me. So I don't know what happened. So did you end up leaving and going home, or what'd you do? I just went home. I I, right. I don't know. I told my mother. My mother says that she does. She 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 just she can't put her finger on it. She doesn't know what happened, and I don't I don't know either. All right, listen. You know what? These things happen. As long as like it's not a continuous thing, you know, people have falling fallings out. You know what that means? Like people just like sometimes people just act inappropriately, or just they just decide that they don't want to don't want to be involved with somebody so it's okay you decided you know turns out it wasn't such a good friend if you were fighting with her all along that it sounds like it was a love-hate relationship you know what i mean Mm-hmm. well listen are you are you is she in your class are you like still no she's just my neighbor oh okay so you're in school most of the day anyways you probably only see her on shabbos right mm-hmm all right. Yeah, my mother, my mother arranged that I have friends over instead of going to her house. Okay, very good. Very good. Your mother sounds like a really smart lady. And you know what? I think it's good to listen to her. It sounds like she has a good handle on the situation. Okay. All right, thanks for calling. Hey. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. Um, um, can I tell for an adult somebody that a kid is fighting with other kid? Yes, yes. It's a tremendous, tremendous chesed to do that. If you oh. could do that, then there would be a very, very big chesed because maybe the kid doesn't know how to how to help himself. Okay, and you know what? This is this is no sebaolim chaveri. That's taking care of somebody else. Yeah, if he is embarrassed to tell for adult. That's right. That's right. If you could do that, that you're a gibor. That that's oh. that's great. That's great. You know, do it in, in the right way. It, it sounds like you're a very smart kid. It sounds like you're a very caring kid. How old are you? Um, 13. 13 years old. You know, most 13 years olds don't think about other kids. And you're a 13 year old and you're thinking about another kid. That's a beautiful mida. It's a beautiful mida. That means that you have you have, you have future godless because Moshe Rabbeinu, that was Moshe Rabbeinu's mida. Okay, Tzadik? Okay, thank you. You have a great choice. Mine, but. Bye-bye. Hi, you're on the air. Yeah, um, what should I do? My teacher um, um, blows up a lot. She, like, gets mad at us. She, she gets mad at you a lot. Then she sends us to the principal. Well, what are you doing to make her blow up? No, like, not even bad stuff. Like, like 
she like the narrator type that she has like a pepper but always and you do like a pop man. Is she blowing up at you specifically or at the whole class? The whole class. All right. So now it's almost June. There's nothing to do about it. <laughs> Some okay, teachers okay. blow up. They're some explosive teachers. As long as they don't, like, totally blow up, or as long as they don't... Maybe we should send her to NASA. Send her what? Send her to NASA. <laughs> okay, maybe. All right. I'll, we'll look into it. Okay, well, thank you, Okay, bye-bye. I didn't understand that. But uh, teachers will have tempers, especially as the year comes to an end. And I think that... If a teacher has a tendency of blowing up, then try not to light their fuse. And, uh, you know, I know a kid that came over to me and told me that his teacher has an anger problem, and I happen to know the teacher has an anger problem. And so I try to explain to the kid that this is not, some, it's not his problem to solve the teacher's issue, just try and stay out of the teacher's way. Unfortunately, that's, that's all you could say. It's really the principal's job to take care of a teacher that has an anger problem. It's kind of like that's that's one of one of the uh, one of the difficulties. Anger is probably the hardest thing for a teacher to overcome. Anger is very difficult, and. Uh, when I was a principal of a school, I used to have a separate room in front of my office so that when a kid brought me a note, I would make the kid wait in that room because I would read the note and I had to make sure that I didn't get angry. So a lot of times they would get very angry. So I'd make the kid wait till I calmed down. He didn't know he was waiting until I calmed down. He thought he was waiting because I was, I was you know, making him wait. But I was really calming down. Because I had to, I would put the note on my desk and I would wait at least 10 minutes. I never reacted spontaneously because when I reacted immediately, I would sometimes get angry and get very, very frustrated. And that's really, I think, the key that if we can pause and not react right away to anything, I think we could save ourselves a lot of difficulties. It's a very, very important thing. But uh, anyways, I think that's a, that's very, very key. And Hello. there's really no... Hello. There's, Hold on. Anger is something that needs to be a tool that we could use, not something we use out of control. Hi, you're, hi, you're on the air. Hello? Hi. Um, hi. Um, basically, there's a problem with my class that I have. Basically, um, they're like basically by recess, a bunch of kids like they made their own basketball game and they don't let anybody else play. And basically, yeah. the story is that yesterday uh, there was a Rosh Hashanah Mashiba, right. and Marabi asked one of the kids to speak, and he spoke about how like that in the days of Sefirah you're supposed to have Achdos and everything. And it happens to be that this kid is in charge of the basketball game, and this kid is the kid who didn't let anybody play. And like I don't think like. Uh, why should be, the kid be saying a speech about adding octos when he doesn't even have octos with his class? And, like, our whole class doesn't, like, have octos. Like, nobody plays together. They don't let anybody play. You just have, like, a one-on-one. -on -one. It's really boring. I, I, I'm wondering if, if 
the, is the Rebbe aware of this? If he, did anybody speak? Did any of the kids maybe speak to the Rebbe about it? Um, well, like once this year, a kid spoke to the Rebbe, but like that's it. And what happened when the kid spoke to the Rebbe? He tried to work out that a certain kid should play, whatever. That was it. And like these kids just like don't let anybody play or anything. How how old are you, Tati? I'm twelve. Twelve. Okay, so you're seventh grade, sixth grade. Seventh grade. Seventh grade. Okay. And this kid that spoke about Achdus, do you think that he realizes what he's doing? Do you think that he realizes that he's eliminating kids? Um, I guess. I don't know. I don't know, because a lot of times, kids might think that if someone's not playing, they don't want to play. So, you know, he may not realize it. And this is the, the time period, obviously, you have to really listen to what the Chazal say. All they've done is call other the You might want to give them the benefit of the doubt, and someone say to him, "You know, that was a really great speech you gave, but that there are kids that feel left out from basketball. Do you think you can maybe change that? Maybe, maybe he'll change it." We tried asking him, but but I'm by recess today. Basically, um, me and like another kid asked if we could split up in the game, and he said no. Right, and then two other more popular kids in the class. Ask him, oh, can we split up? Oh, yeah, sure. And then we went over to him complaining. Oh, why, why can they play? And I was, he said, I don't know, I don't know. That's so. That's that's such a terrible feeling when that happens. So I think that I think that if more than one kid realizes this is a problem, then I think you need to make a plan together as a group to see if either could either talk to the Rebbe or if you could like you know speak to the other kids in the class about pulling this away from that kid and setting up games that work for everybody. But I think the key that I'm trying to tell you is to find yourself people to work with. Get a few kids involved. That's really important. I think that uh, the rabbi has to be interviewed with a few of them. It's come and basically make a new laws, and it's not something that uh, kids are supposed to control it, you know. But I think, right, but I think that not, uh, unfortunately, not every Rebbe does that. And not every Rebbe knows how to do that. Yeah. But if kids come, kids are smart enough to do it. This kid sounds like, what's your name, Tadek? Uh, what? What's your first name? Yerucham. Yerucham. I love that name. I love that name. Yerucham, if you sound like you're smart enough to get a few kids together to go over to the Rebbe, and all you have to do is tell the Rebbe, we have a plan. This is what we want to do. We want to split it up this way. The Rebbe may not have you know when I was a Rebbe I didn't know about sports so much so I made up a schedule every week who the captains of the teams were and every every week we switched captains some weeks it were terrible teams but who cared the kid, every kid got a chance to be captain every every like month and that's the way it worked and you know what there are a lot of different ways of working it out but you sound like a kid that's smart enough to like get a few kids together. Because you know why? Because you're not whining about it. You're not fetching about it. You're talking very intelligently. Okay? Okay, thank you very much. My pleasure. Have a great choice. Hi, you're on the air. Um, hi. My teacher, she, she's being mean to my whole class, and she, she leaves people out. And Aye. today we were... Um, Doing a project on for Shavuos, and um, it, we were making tulips out of spoons, and she gave out 
the spoons except for one girl. So, aye, um, aye. And the next day, she, um, she, the girls who, um, who already got their spoons and were doing, um, the other stuff, she helped and she helped them finish. And one of the girls didn't even get her spoons yet, and she keeps on yelling at us. Aye. And the, the, has this been a problem the whole year? Yes. Okay. But I don't I don't know what you could do in June or May, June, but I could tell you that it's good to recognize that it's the teacher's problem and that it's something that she's apparently having difficulty with and and I mean if I saw a kid that was left out and was feeling bad, I would try and tell the teacher, you know, so-and-so didn't get their spoons yet or something, but if it's a teacher that blows up, then that's not going to work. I think that we need to understand that sometimes we have to survive with teachers, and as long um, as we're smart enough to know that it's not us, and that, you know, that, that we're not... That, that we're not terrible, we're not bad. I mean, if we are terrible, then we have to realize it. But as long as we're, we're able to recognize that this teacher seems to be grouchy or whatever, so then I think that's just a, be a better way to go. You follow what I'm saying? Yes. But, um, and throughout the year, she's kept on yelling at us, and she's not allowing us to do stuff. And she takes away our recess. Oi, oi, take we, it away recess. And she never lets us go out. Taking away recess has got to be the dumbest punishment that I've ever heard any teacher give. Like, I'm not going to let you breathe. How silly is that? What grade are you in? Third grade. Third grade, no recess, holy mackerel. Shoot me in the head. That's crazy. Kids need recess. Sometimes they need recess more than learning. Third graders, you got to breathe. You need air. You got to run. Well, I don't know. I think that uh, you sound like a smarter than the average third grader. And you sound like you understand that uh, this teacher is maybe tired or grouchy. And look forward to fourth grade. I hope the teacher in fourth grade doesn't scream as much. She doesn't even let us um, read books in recess. So. Aye. Did you tell she your parents about, stuff. Did you tell your parents about this? Yes. Okay. So your parents will probably deal with it with the school. But um the teacher the parents or the the um the parents can't deal with it because um because uh they ask her to do something and she does it for a short while and then she just um keeps on doing it again. Oh, my. Do you have any younger sisters? Yes, one. Okay. So your parents need to deal with it before your younger sister gets to third grade. My older sister had her as a teacher. How old is your older sister? She's 12. Okay, so she survived, right? Yeah, but, I don't but at that time she wasn't as mean as she is now. Uh -huh. So she maybe she'll get better. All right? You got to focus on having a great Shavuot, right? Yeah. Okay. Thank you for calling. Welcome. Okay. Bye-bye.
Hi, you're Hello? On, hi, you're on the air. Hi, um, I have this this queen in the class, and she like she's sort of like this. Um, she has like a, a, a very like a good friend, and whenever I ask her questions, she like the her very good friend like always answers, and she's like she like what I mean, and like she she takes away all my friends and Oi. whatever. Oi, how old are you? I'm ten. Ten years old. This is not good. So. Why, why, how does she take away your friends? Because she's like, sort of like the queen of the class, so like everyone wants to go to her. Ah, see, you're calling her the queen of the class, but, but she's really not. She, see, when a person makes themselves like the queen, so everybody else will go along with it. But if you don't look at her that way, and you start realizing that she's not all that, then maybe you could... Get other kids to see that, too. Does she, like, give out candy all day? No. Is she, does she, like, is she, like, give out prizes? Or is she, like, make sure that you get good grades on your test? I mean, no. What does she do for people that makes her so extra special? Because she knows a lot of people, and, like, everyone wants to be with her because, like, I don't know. Everybody wants to be with her because they're, they're afraid not to be with her. Right? Because if they're right. not with her, then she makes the kids, the people that are not with her, feel lousy. Right, I used to have, like, a really good friend, but now, like, I don't really have her because she's, like, now she went away from, I, mean, I don't and know. she's hanging out with this, this, this queen? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, you know what? I think that, what, I think that we have to start what I call divide and conquer. So you start inviting one or two kids to your house, or if you do something on Sundays, it's fun. Invite one or two kids that you think are, are really nice and start cultivating your own friends and developing your own group. All you need is three or four kids that you're comfortable with, and then you're going to look at this queen and she's not going to look like such a queen anymore. Okay. All right? I want you to call me back and tell me if that worked, okay? Okay, thank you. Okay, good luck. Bye-bye. Hello there, you're on the air. Yes, hi. Um, I have a little answer for that boy who, uh, about um, the boy making the base basketball game and not letting okay. the others. Uh, so one thing is that also every basketball game, every team has only five kids. I mean, if you play two teams, <laughs> it's ten. It's not that bad out of a 20, 30 class. But not everybody could play. But also, if there is limited uh, number of uh, basketball hoops, definitely kids should go and tell the teachers and principals that be their kids should take a turn. Not not the guy could if there is three basketball hoops in this hundred <laughs> kids school, he he should not be able to. The kids should not be able to all the time take over and uh, you know right. But, make but it monopoly is, for himself. So but, that but, that's also definitely that the. Uh, either the kids should let the, you know, authorities in the school know, or um, Hanhala should be aware of that I, I, to be yeah. fair for everybody. Yes, I think you're right, but I think that it's more important to teach the kid in seventh grade that they have the ability to solve a problem. It, you know, by seventh grade, that's why I asked how old he was, because by seventh grade, a child needs to be able to understand that they have to learn how to solve a problem and try and work it out. 
So I gave him a few different options. One was speaking to the kid directly, one was getting a few kids together, and of course, the third option I gave him was to speak to the Rebbe. But when I told him to speak to the Rebbe, I told him to speak to the Rebbe with a group of kids, because this way, he's coming with a solution. <coughs> you don't want a kid to feel that the only answer to solve a problem like this is to go to an authority. That will make a kid, a kid feel very weak. Right. Okay. Thank you for so calling. So I want to ask you another question. One second. I'm sorry. That was a comment. I just um, my son sometimes gets punished. For example, the teacher at third grade, he gives, for example, write down hundred times, I won't speak in the class. Oh, I think I that's a very good punishment. I think with teachers do that. I, mean, I think that's. That. I'm talking jokingly. I don't think it's a good punishment. <laughs> at all. I think so it's brilliant. Write down a hundred times. Write down a thousand times. The kids hate it. Number one. Then number two, so I told the teacher that uh, I wrote for the teacher that the kids hate that. Take a recess away from him or something. And no, then don't take a recess away. I see now from that him, you're saying that is not good either. So what what punishment is good? Well, first of all, first of all, I'm going to say something very controversial. Okay, punishment is something that we do for criminals. Consequences, okay, and discipline. It's something that we do for children. Okay? If a kid is a criminal, then we punish them. If a kid is a student, then we discipline them and we give them consequences. Telling a kid that you did something wrong and therefore you have to do a mindless, ridiculous task, which means you need to suffer because you did that. Frankly speaking, a Kaddish Baruch Hu doesn't do that. Because Baruch doesn't automatically say, you have to suffer. because He gives us time and he educates us. He disciplines us. So discipline is talking to a kid. I know that's a very strange concept to talk to a kid. But you know what? I've never, ever disciplined a child until I spoke to them. What did you do? What, what, go through the process with them. You're going to sit there and punish them? So you know what a kid learns when they get punished? They hate the teacher. They hate the school. They hate writing. They end up having sloppy handwriting. Yeah, I know. But you know exactly what? what I had. But you know what? When I had the be biggest compliment I ever got from a student was, he said to me, it's not fair. I said, what's not fair? Because you make it, we make us feel so bad when we misbehave. So I said, how? Was, because you, you I, I would speak to the class. I would, I would tell them. And I would give them the understanding of what they're doing. And then they felt bad. So they couldn't really misbehave because they felt guilty. The other thing is, the number one key to a successful teacher is, if a teacher shows respect to their students, then the student will have respect for the teacher. And I hope that a lot of teachers are hearing this. <laughs> I hope so. But this no, is there must be definitely more, more, and more um, uh, training for the teachers, especially that you I see think some of the teachers are think older, think and the kids have changed. It's I a new think generation. that we have the best teachers that we've ever had. I think there are always some teachers that need help. I don't think we've had a more educated, more trained body of educators in the entire history that, uh, of the United States of America as of education. Torah Masora is an unbelievable organization, educates and gives material and supports teachers. And, 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 and I, think that, I think that, forgive me if I say that you're wrong, I think that everybody needs to just 
to just realize that it's a very difficult time for kids, and we, we all have to learn in the process. Okay, thank you for calling. Welcome, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hi, you're on the air. Hello, I'm on the air? Yes, you are. Okay, thank you very much for taking my call. Thank you. I would like to um, ask you, why are we talking about Rebbeim and teachers on air giving kids material and things to be able to criticize Teaching is so hard. Not criticizing teachers. Well, teaching is so hard as it is. If you want to train teachers, Adarabba, make make. I don't make, think you're listening make, to my show, Tzadik. I don't think you heard what I said. I, I don't I know. I, di- I did it. I did it. If it, if it, first of all, first of all, Mechilas. that you have to hear both sides. There's a no. There's no both sides. If a teacher, if a teacher has Mechila, if a teacher has outbursts of anger, and children are recognizing it as anger. And I specifically asked the child, is it targeted at behaviors? And the child didn't perceive it such. Then I'm talking about anger. I'm not talking about a teacher. And I specifically said, maybe you were on hold and you weren't listening. I specifically said to a woman that was criticizing teachers, I said, we've never had better teachers. But I heard. But okay, I heard but so the fact is like comment. this. The fact but is the like this. So is, teachers, why are you but you as a professional, and I, for example... If I, as a professional, hear about a psychologist or a teacher or a Rebbe that's, that's ruining my profession, then that needs to be something that needs to be addressed. The other thing is... Not on radio. Why yes, not? Yes, it has to be addressed. Why not? Because you're giving children uh, a Kaylee to go ahead and do things and say things against uh, teachers. Well, wait, giving children, children, giving children the ability to children speak up. Children have to know that if, if a child is being inappropriately Actually, what I'm doing is, what I'm doing is, I'm letting a child know that when they speak about it, that this not catastrophizing it. I did not say go to your parents. I'm not saying get the teacher fired. I'm saying you know what, deal with it. And I'm saying that teachers have different personalities and deal with it. I yeah, think that tell a kid that if you tell a kid, if you tell a kid that there's a teacher is untouchable, and a teacher can do no wrong, that's a big problem because teachers are human and kids need to know. For obvious reasons, which I'm not going to articulate so clearly, they need to know that there are adults that are capable of doing things that they need to be able to speak up about. That, I wouldn't that have a, to tell a child, but for you to go on, to, a, a child just gave in that he had an assignment about whatever it was. Right, hundred times. Again, it was a mother. It was actually a mother. It was a mother, that, it was a mother that said about a child. But you don't know this story. You can't criticize because that teacher now is a piece of garbage because on radio they said that that's the stupidest thing he could ever do. I'm sorry. Again, are you going to tell me? Are you going to tell me that? That are you going to just so you're justifying a, a teacher's frustrated way of disciplining? I, I don't know if it was frustrated. You don't know what it was the story. I don't think nobody knows. You, could, you, could you could you justify punishment in education? Again, can you justify punishment in education? That has to be decided not on air. It should be decided by Torah Masori, Yes. Can you justify punishment in education? Again, you don't know what the story is. Punishment, the, the concept of punishment in education, Sadik. Does the Akash Baruch Hu based in punishment? Should punish a child if he has to. 
No, we Commission discipline children and we is. educate children. We don't punish children. Punishment is for criminals. We don't punish, but we discipline. Was given out to be mechanic a child. And so, 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 was so given. You don't know what the story is. How could you go say it's the stupidest thing? Maybe it was a very smart decision. You don't know. So I, I appreciate I appreciate I appreciate your sensitivity. But in my position, in my position, I'm very comfortable to say that giving a third grader a hundred time assignment is a stupid punishment. You have to hear the other side. You don't know what the other side was. Okay, okay, you know what? Okay, thank that, that's fine. I, okay. I really, I really thank you. Thank you very much. I really appreciate. I, I hear. Uh, I, 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 think that there's only one side when it comes to education. I think the side is the side of the kid, and that's been my champion my whole life. That's what I stand for, and I think that there's no other side. Listen, you know what? If a surgeon goes in, and severs a carotid artery, and kills a patient, okay? So you say, you have to hear the other side. What is the other side? Did the surgeon have a bad night or whatever it is? You know what? If there's something that's illegitimate and something that's wrong is being done, so you have to be called out on it. I'm not telling a child that was a parent that called to speak about what happened to her child. If it would be a child, I would have taken a different approach. I never would have said to a child. But the fact is, there's nothing wrong with a child saying this punishment doesn't make sense. Uh, you know what? The, 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 the whole idea is real that all these shows and all this J-Root Radio is basically give an awareness. And unfortunately, unfortunately I don't accept and I think nobody accepts in this Torah, Mesorah, if the Board of Education, if it's any place, if, they, if the Catholic Church or schools or anywhere in other place in the world don't accept a teacher that has a problem with anger and a problem with punishment, and I can tell it's loud and clear. And we, if the way to lose our children, to the way of the losing our children, this is to to continue to walk with this with this path that was the punishment. But you know something? I'll tell you, Nisim. Fact is, and my kids are all edim. My kids got written assignments. They had to complete the assignment. I never allowed my child to not do an assignment, whether I thought it was wrong or right, it doesn't make a difference. And my child knows my opinion. But you have to do it because the Rebbe said that you have to do it. That's no question. This not, is no question. Not a question this is no doubt. You, have, no to, doubt you have to respect the system. But but you know what? At a certain point, it's all right to say to the Rebbe, and you know what? Any Rebbe that I... I don't want to say the Rebbe. I don't use the word the Rebbe. I want to say educator. 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 I don't want to say Rebbe. It's not as a teacher, more, whatever. Just... Uh, it is. It's educated. It's educated that our children, our future, the children's future in their end in a certain way. And how many takalot, how many, I, unfortunately, I, we see and we saw, you know. And I've never we, had, in my experience, a teacher or an educator that I've said to them, could you please find an alternative way that they've said, no, this is my shita, this is my hadro. They, they say, you know what? Fine. Let's see okay. if we find let, a different let, way. Let's take. Uh, okay. Hello. Hi, you're on the air. Yeah, it is. I'm not supposed to talk about Rabbi, um, about this thing, so please stop and announce it's Lashon Hara. Uh, how's it Lashon Hara? We're not talking about anything specific. Okay. Uh, you should learn from your Lashon. But, anyways. Okay. okay. 
I'm sorry. I, I, I happen to be the biggest supporter of educators. I don't know how we got into I this. I don't know. Really, I don't understand this. Which why we support all the time our the teachers with all the, the education. We know that it's a very tough time to all of us. It's an and impossible time to oh. educate children. That's why we have to be so much more careful. And you know something? Every word, every word the teacher, educator says to a child is heavier than it ever was. It, the good... And to bad. And teachers that are careful. And, and I again, we've never had better educators. I don't know where this comes from, left field. It's an insecurity. Because you know what? It's okay to say that something is not good. I'm not afraid to say it. No, I, we, we, you know what? This is really something that went like a little bit off the end. We start the show on awareness to the kids and all the summer this summer coming, is and this, this is the one thing, you know, and I, I really, and the, the, the parents that call has the right to ask a question about it, and not only this, I think that we, I think all the all the shows that we have, if it's, uh, if it's we're talking about uh, Segal, and Rabbi Barzilai, and Rabbi Griper, and you, Dr. Simcha, and all the other, other shows, it's trying to bring us I teach a, a, a parents, a parents, to a better, better world, and to bring our children to a better future. Because really, and, and especially today, but today with with our you know society, it's very tough. It's very tough. You know something. My problem is that we're teaching Torah. We're teaching. It's not a subject. It's the lifeline and the blood of a child for their entire existence. And we're risking so much. They have to have a positive experience. There has to be something positive. It can it, it there has to be a way. Yes, there has to be discipline. Yes, there has to be consequences. But it has to be that there's a, a positive way that a kid should not walk away feeling negativity in association with Torah learning. You know what this this you know what 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 they feel the kids you cannot take it off. And I would I, I will repeat hundred times the story about the Chafetz Chaim with the Melamed that he never he didn't want to speak with him for many many years he didn't want he wouldn't he didn't do nothing with him the Melamed sent messages to the Chafetz Chaim ask him and the Chafetz Chaim and they told him you remember these kids Leibi this oh he was a criminal he was punished da da you remember him you kissed him out from the cheder. And now what comes with him? He become Lev Trotsky, oh, the yeah. mass murderer yeah. on, on, on the big, you know. This is what this is what the responsibility, how would this big responsibility of our teachers and our system, and, I, I, and, and as a parent also. But even just a kid to know that he's going to grow up to be a teenager and he's going to have a negative association to Rebbe, to education. He, we want our kids to learn for as long as possible we want them to learn Torah for as long as possible. We don't want them. I'll never forget. A kid says, you know, this Rebbe's mean. I, 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 I said, oi. I said, that's, that's, for a kid to say that, it's, it's just, it's sad. It's sad. Because I don't think the Rebbe realizes it. Or the teacher. Or, the, or ed, any educator. I don't think they realize it. I think that the... Can I talk about something positive for a second? Yes, definitely. I had a little boy that was sick in the hospital. And his Rebbe, the pre-1A Rebbe, would go every night to visit him and do homework with him. 
his Korean homework. So there was this little African American kid in the bed next to him. So the teacher would bring him a little candy, and he would give a candy also to this other kid in the bed next to him. She won't be he won't be jealous. So the kid, the 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 black kid says, "Your father is so nice." So the kid says, "That's not my father." That's my teacher. So two days later, the mother of this little, this African-American kid walks over to this boy's mother and goes, can you tell me what school you send your kid to? My son wants to go to that school. He wants to be able to, because he, he, teacher his teacher is so nice. That's a story that, that, we have such dedication. We have such such love and such great things going on. So I, I just feel it's a waste of time, Erev Shavuot, to, to talk about the one or two situations that get everybody into a crumple. Forget about it. Let's talk about the great stories. Let's talk about things we remember, the good things that we remember. There's so many good things. How many lives I know that were saved by rebellion, that are moras or teachers. I know so many kids whose lives were saved by the positive things the teachers said. And you know what? For, for every 10 teachers that say something positive, so that will give the kid the ability to deal with the negative. It's, it's not, it's, it's something that, that, that we, 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 really, we really can't focus on. We have to focus on the good things and the positive things. That, that's, 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 that's my opinion. No, okay, so let's talk about the, the good things. Let's, have, let's have, hear a few good stories. Okay, so we have only a few minutes left. Okay. So let's, uh, I don't know if, uh, let's put something in there. Hello. We have a dedicated... Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Hi, how are you? You're a kid? You're a kid? I'm so happy. It's a kid, finally. Too many adults. I'm so happy to hear from a kid. How are you? Good. I have a problem. In the beginning of the year, when my teacher, she's very angry. She blows up a lot and okay. goes crazy. The, the first... Is there anything the good that she the does? First, the first minute or even second that she walked in, somebody whispered something, got him a blah, 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 to somebody else. And she, the first time she walks in, she puts something down, she screams. Well, you know what? It's a very hard thing to control a class and to be able to educate a class. So I think that the focus needs to be on not complaining about a teacher's egg. If a teacher does something inappropriate, I think that you need to speak to an authority. But I think that it's very hard to educate kids nowadays. So... Can you tell me what subjects does this teacher teach? All the subjects. She teaches all the subjects? And do you do good in school? Yes. Okay. So you should say thank you. Because maybe if she didn't discipline the class, you wouldn't know your stuff. Okay. Thank you for calling. Okay. You're on the air. I hope, I hope our last caller was happy with my comments. Hello, Simcha. Yeah. Hi. Hi, I just want to tell you, you're doing a great job tonight, and um, I love the way you commented that, you know, we're in the business of educating children as well as disciplining children, however, punishment is for criminals, and I think that you hit it spot on, 
And I just wanted to ask, I, I know I'm, I'm also in the, <clears throat> in the field of, of Chinuch HaBadim. I, I, I give a shir occasionally. And I was wondering, when, <clears throat> when you hear these things, how do you approach them when kids are coming home with disgruntled or they're, they're feeling apathetic? How do you encourage them to see through the light when things are very difficult? Something they may have experienced during the day, from memora, from whatever. How do you turn the light on? So, when they seem to have turned it off, I, I I love I love your question, and I have an answer that it's it's my it's my it's it's my banner. If Torah and mitzvos and life is something that my kid gets his main source from me and my home, then I'm able to say to the kid, "Well, you're home now," and turn it into a positive by having all the wonderful beauty of positivity at home if a kid's life is school and his life is what happens in school and he comes home to an empty house or he comes home to a, a, a parent who's not able to talk to him then it's very sad so the the kid comes home apathetic or upset so that's a, a siman that the parent has to invest more and more time in bonding with that kid and and, and and you know what? That, that, that's the only answer I have because the teacher comes and goes. And then the beauty is when you could, if, if a kid sees that they get their main source of energy from home, then they can really appreciate good teachers. They can really appreciate the love of a fabulous teacher in a healthy way because they're secure enough to really appreciate a teacher. I had so many kids that didn't have connections at home and that didn't allow them to be secure enough to connect with a teacher. And I, I hope I answered your question. I, I want to add something. I'm sorry, just jumping. I want to add, I had this week a very, a very tough case of kids that really lost the trust in the system. And big time. And it, it has all the reasoning in the world to, lost, to, lose, to lose the trust about it. And I, t I tell I tell this to, I tell to all of us. You yeah, know what happened to? Uh, uh, hello. Yeah, I, uh, I'm sorry, Nissan. Okay. and Sochi, thank you so much for answering my question. Hashem should bless you with the Rishos Yom Rishon program, and continue continue to fight the good fight, and continue to speak out where it's necessary to speak out, and just continue to be marvelous in your own special ways. Thank you so much. Thank you for the bracha, and thank you, Vichen Lamar. We're going to be with Samach, we're going to be with Mashiach, and then we're, it's going to be it's going to be great. Yes. Thank you so much for the chizuk. Good night. So I, I want to continue about this about this boy, and I said, you know what? By the way, I love that caller. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have also some critics, you know. That's that's because without critics, we don't build ourselves. You know what? Criticize me, but we can't. But but to criticize. The, the the system, as you say, we have to have Bidika. We have to... Exactly. We, to need we, a we have to. We need a mirror to look about that. But, but what I said to the kids, and to them, because we learn from the Yosef HaTzadik. Right. We learn from the Yosef HaTzadik. He had all the reason in the world to go and to be the most criminal person in the world, you know? His brother ate him, the Chris tried to kill him he come to the house of you know full of uh, zima and everything 
and it just has to go to go with the, the, the lady of the house and it can be be whatever he wanted you know it's but teenagers but the, key, the key was that he saw the mood the Yuknoshal Aviv exactly and why he saw the Yuknoshal why so, because one word because one sentence in the Torah the Yaakov Av et Yosef and Yaakov love Yosef and because this is the point like this because if we want to build ourselves our kids I have to give them the trust and love and attention. That's you know something? Yeah, Yosef. It says, Huvehu Na'ar. Right? He was a Na'ar. So what did Yaakov do for this Na'ar? Asaluk Tonet Pasim. What? So you make him a psychedelic pajama coat? So he should walk in the street, everybody see. But he was immature. Why did he smack him in the head and say, Hey, do what everybody else is doing. Ah, but what did he do? After we made him his Ketone Fasim, he said, Aye, Achecha. He said, they're in Dotan, they're learning Torah. He said, you belong in Dotan, learning Torah with your brothers. You want to be different? Fine. But don't break the system. The system is, you're one of Shifteka, you are supposed to be learning. So Rabbi Sher says, the Muti Yuknosh Laviv, is he saw the way his father saw him. He knew what his father felt about him. I ask every kid that I've worked with, what was it that I said? Tell me if I said something that, that, that changed your mind. And many of them say the same thing. I tell them, you were a Harsinai just like me. You got the Torah just like me. Your Nishama was there just like me. You have more schar because you're growing up in a generation that has much more tests. But you don't have a get out of jail free card. You don't have it. There's no, there's no, you will, you have the same chalak in Torah as I do, and as Moshe, and David, Aaron, Shlomo, everybody. And the fact is, when a person knows that, if a kid knows that they are a part of what's going, that they belong, that is the key. Shavuot is coming. We need to involve our kids. It's more important to learn with your kid and inspire your kid than to learn for yourself. Because if you could do that, then you're learning for yourself also. I wish everybody a happy holiday. Mirat Hashem, we should be zochet. Kabbalat HaTorah B'Simcha. Be'ahava. 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 And we'll be if he Hashem comes, we'll then I'm ready when I realize uh, it or not. Um, yes, okay. Um, Be'ezot Hashem will see, you know, we still have a chance to celebrate Shabbat B'Yerushalayim. You know, Nisim, I have my passport in my pocket all the time. Uh, okay, thanks. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs>